Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child, and we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and in this week's podcast, Dr. Gutstein talks to us about the heart of RDI, your child and well-being. RDI should stand for that, right? It should stand for providing a guided developmental pathway. And it shouldn't matter if you're high-functioning, low-functioning, whatever-functioning, right? The idea is that regardless of that, you deserve the opportunity. You deserve the opportunity to develop, to grow, to establish as much self-management over your well-being. Let me put it that way. Think about the term self-managed well-being. Right, that you don't have to have other people managing it as much as possible. It's a self-managed well-being. That you can self-manage your well-being in a complex dynamic world. How's that? Does that work? <laughs> okay. And I think that's the key is um, can, can we provide, and, and I think what we want to be able to do is to provide that opportunity for growth. And that's to the degree possible to be able to self-manage. So it means anyone with autism. It doesn't mean, of course, it means anyone, but anyone with autism, it doesn't mean high function, low function, low function, whatever. Because everyone, we believe, deserves an opportunity, right, to develop their own, develop the internal mental resources that they can, that they have the potential for, so that they can self-manage, they can manage themselves in complex dynamic, in a complex dynamic world. Right? They can have, achieve autonomy. They can achieve relationship, right, and mastery, and continue to develop and grow in a complex dynamic world. That's what we want to talk about. So we want to talk about in, in this series. We want to be talking about um, how this is different than the current paradigm. So it becomes sort of lonely initially if you're taking up this position and trying to deal with government agencies or other professionals or parents who don't really understand that and don't understand the potential for that. We want to, just, we want to look at the, the current way we look at things like outcome. Uh, um, you know, the outcome studies, the clinical outcome studies, which don't basically demonstrate that none of the current you know, treatments, if you will, or interventions, whatever you want to call them, are, are helping people with autism to achieve greater well-being. Um, and the evidence is very clear. We have some nice now meta-analyses of ABA, of the Denver model, of you name it. And basically, they, the variables don't, the data doesn't, doesn't demonstrate that, that they do. There is no data that demonstrates that they do. And it's because there's no, no emphasis of doing that, right? Also, there's been no, it's never been a goal, right? Of the interventions or, or any of the research. Right, um, and it becomes a problem in terms of even when we talk about the neurodiversity movement, um, which is a big movement now in autism. The danger, of course, of that movement is that it becomes one where we say basically, you know, uh, provide environments for people who have autism and differences, and they don't need help to um, become more capable and. To establish better well-being, what what it's a problem that society has to change, and I think that's great 
there's 8 billion people in the world and so many different cultures, societies, communities that, that if, if you're a person with autism and you have to depend on the world to recognize your diversity and give you what you need, you're likely going to be very disappointed and depressed and then helpless because you don't have the internal sense of resources, right? To achieve greater well-being. You're depending on others recognizing your unique needs, which interestingly, the diversity movement doesn't understand that people with autism themselves have unique needs from each other, right? There's no such thing as autism needs, right? As a group, but anyway, uh, I don't want to get involved in one of those others. But the problem is if we look at the autism world, whether it's neurodiversity, whether it's ABA, whether it's Denver model, whether it's Florida and whatever, it, 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 right? there is no sense that, um, or unity of a goal being, how do we establish, how do we provide a developmental pathway for well-being? Now we know the, the, the types of, of abilities, resources you need for well-being. And we're talking about well-being in a, in a real world, in a complex, dynamic, real world, right? So again, uh, giving you eight additional IQ points isn't going to do it for you. It doesn't do anything, right? Teaching you discrete skills doesn't do anything for you. Um, none of the current people that talk about intervention therapies provide anything that's going to give you the internal mental resources that you need to deal with those complex dynamic experiences. How do you learn to self-manage your experience? And that's the key, to self-manage your experience in a complex dynamic world, personally, interpersonally, right? To, to gradually learn to self-manage so that you can continue to develop, continue to grow, continue to learn from your ex personal experience, right? And develop new knowledge, new skill. Uh, how do you develop the, the intrinsic motivation, right? People with autism, now we're starting to recognize again, <laughs> Trying to recognize people with autism can develop intrinsic motivation and can be activated. For years, that was ignored or denied. But it has to be developed. It has to be promoted. It has to be facilitated. It has to continue to develop, right? as well as the mindset of opportunity seeking versus problem avoiding, right? And right now, for many people with autism, because of their experience, um, life is about avoiding problems, avoiding uncertainties, right? not looking for opportunities, not looking for new challenges, right? Um, so those are things that have to be gradually guided and developed, right? To be able to self-manage in a complex dynamic world. And it has to be to learn how to use your experience, learn your personal experience to manage, right? Learning to use your imagination, your creativity, your past experience, your ability to simulate the future, simulate what other people might be experiencing, the ability to regulate and co-regulate, right? And in different areas, and just a number of different things that we talk about in terms of dynamic intelligence, um, along with the habits, along with the mindset, along with the motivations, right? We know that those are, are the resources you need to achieve well-being in the real, in the real world. But there's been no emphasis on, first of all, identifying those things, which we have, and then how do we develop those things? None of the current models or interventions, whatever you want to call them, whatever you want to call them, uh, seem to tr even to try to do that, right?
they each sort of have their own little definition of what they want to achieve, the outcome based on what they do. It's sort of like a circular issue. My outcome for success is what I'm teaching you. <laughs> Whether it means anything in the real world, there's any external validity in terms of well-being is irrelevant. It's that here are the factors that I'm going to teach you, so therefore those are my outcome variables. You know, that was where ABA got into their average, you know, IQ points, that they were able to raise IQ points, about seven or eight points. That became their great outcome and convinced people that, that was really going to make a difference, except it doesn't make a difference in the world, right? Anyway, so uh, uh, you, can, you can come back, Cat. Uh, you can come back now. I'm not sharing my screen. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to evolve, we want to revolve around those areas and ask other people to participate, ask some of the consultants to participate around these areas. We want to look at some of the, uh, in, in different topics, we're going to want to look at some of the actual outcome studies that have been done now, meta-analysis of ABA and other things. We want to look at what well-being means um, in, in, in the real world and what we know about how to, how to provide a pathway um, for well-being um, for people. But it is, what, what I want to emphasize is that if you're in the autism community involved, it's, it, you're going to be very lonely initially if you, if you think this way in most communities, uh, in the autism community, because it's not the way that uh, either, you know, the parent community or professional community is thinking. There's a lot of self-fulfilling, self-generating mis misinformation and self-justifying efforts around continuing to do what they're doing whether that's providing grants for that, funding for that, you know, government paying for that, insurance companies, right? Paying for providing services that don't necessarily have anything to do with increasing well-being for people or providing a pathway to develop self-managed well-being. And, and, and that's the key to me is the self-management part is that not depending yeah, if there's a, everybody could use, you know, a, a, an ideal environment for them or um, a, um, an understanding boss, <laughs> whatever, that provides you with the, the right niche for you to be um, most effective and efficient. But you can't depend on that in the world. You can't, you can't train, you can't teach somebody to, to say, okay, that's going to be the solution for you. Because you're going to most, most of the time be very disappointed and, and despondent. And, you know, and what we see, and interestingly enough, when, when we survey adults um, with autism and, and they say, well, you know, the survey of suicidal adults, which are unfortunately about one third of all people, all the adults with autism, high functioning adults with autism are, are, are pretty high in suicidality. What they say they need most of them is support, uh, the right kind of support. And it sounds great, but it's to me that's exactly the problem. Um, it's it's a question of I can't do anything myself to move myself out of the situation to improve my situation. If I don't get the right type of support from the outside, then I can't make a difference in my own life. Then nothing's going to change. Why do we have such a high rate of suicide? Right? If you think about it, it gets it gets very connected to that. Once again, if I, if I feel my life is miserable, <laughs> my day-to-day -day life is miserable, and I don't feel like internally myself, I have any way to make it better, 
right? And then I don't achieve wonderful resources from the outside, then what's, then what's the point of living? Right? So for those people with autism, lucky enough to get, you know, those success stories you hear about and people get great jobs and support, that's great. I'm glad they get them and hopefully they can keep them because we don't always know if they're going to keep them. But assuming they do, that's great. But that's not the majority of people. The majority of people are in environments where, where things are not, their niche is not perfectly designed for them. The world is not designed for them. And if they don't have a way to self-manage themselves in complex dynamic environments, world, then, and their life isn't going to be good. They're not going to be able to be autonomous. They're not going to be able to get good employment and keep it. They're not going to be able to live independently. They're not going to be able to manage relation, reciprocal relationships, real reciprocal relationships. And what they're going to experience is that the outside world is disappointing them, isn't isn't providing for them, and it doesn't care, is uncaring, which is largely true. And never even considered that they could develop the internal resources to improve their lives. Right? That there's a pathway for them to do that. There's a way for them to be able to achieve more management, more self uh, agency in their relationships, in their jobs, in their that, that they don't have to be stuck. Here's the key. The key is we can human beings can tolerate an enormous amount of misery in their daily lives as long as they can believe that they have some potential to make things better. Okay. And you could say, well, as long as they believe that the world is going to make things better, only to a certain extent, because the problem is in reality, you know, you have to, you may have to wait a long time or forever for the world to make things better. But if you believe you possess within yourselves the resources to improve things, um, then, then there's a reason to want to keep living. You can tolerate an enormous amount of misery in your current life or things not working or setbacks or failures because you have that belief. And a key of that belief is being able to learn from those experiences, right? That you know that you have the capacity to have failures, setbacks, obstacles in your path and to be able to um, take something from those, right? And to be able to use those experience, use your experience in a productive way, right? And that's what that's what development's about. That I have the ability then to take those experiences and turn them into knowledge, turn them into increased awareness of things, and different strategies, different ways of approaching things. Um, that I can cope with those adversities, not only just cope with them, but as I said, learn from them. Um, and without that, you're basically a victim, right? Um, well, you know, why is there so much PTSD in autism? Why is there so much suicidality? Why is depression so common um, in the higher functioning group? Well, it's not, it's not, it, again, it's not because their life, you know, you could say, well, it's because their unemployment rate is so high. It's because they're able, you know, they're living, they can't live independently because they don't have relationships. And I would say, no, that's only a piece of the story. It's because they don't have any way of feeling or believing that they have the ability to change that, to make their life better. That if all they believe is it has to come from out there, then they're going to be helpless or the victim 
And again, that's what the world keeps telling them. You need the services. You need to get in touch with the right services, right? Uh, and things will get better, right? Uh, you need somebody to support you, um, right? That That's what the world keeps telling you. Not that you have this capacity. You have this agency. You have this way of turning adversity into strength, problems into opportunities, right? Um, world doesn't tell people with autism that they don't learn that about themselves. So the idea of I can learn to self-manage my experience in, comp in a complex dynamic world. I can learn to get better at it and better at it and better at it. Um, as I said, if you, if you take that position now, um, and, that, and that, by the way, that is what the key of well-being is. So clearly, if things don't get ever get better, then you know, then you lose that. So I'm not suggesting that's that's it. Just that belief is only going to be there. You can temporarily handle a lot of adversity, a lot of misery, but of course, eventually you have to see that you can get better. Things do get better, and you got to look at small things and say, "Here, I'm, you also have to be able to track that." And say, hey, look, things aren't where I want them now, but there's a trend here. <laughs> I'm moving in the right direction, right? Through my own efforts, not through the miraculous idea. You know, and again, you read these stories of some employer or father or whatever sets up jobs for people. It's great. I mean, I'm not suggesting they don't do that. But what if that person can't continue to do that? All right, so you've provided these jobs and in the current economic insecurity, what if they go bankrupt? What if they have to close down? What if they die? What happens to those people? Because if they, if what they attribute is their successes to the beneficence of this person, then now they don't have it, what are they gonna do? But those are the things you read about, right? Either you read about people who, we don't know why, but they're very successful and whatever, and that's wonderful. And, or you read about somebody who provides these opportunities for people with autism as coders or whatever it is they are. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, obviously, but it's dangerous, isn't it? Um, and it's not going to be there for most people. And if it is there, it may not be permanent. And they don't tell you what happens when that person isn't able to do that anymore, right? What happens to the employees, right? Do they along the way develop that self-management, right? The ability to handle the changes and the, the world without that beneficial person. Anyway, um, so that's that's going to be the goal of what uh, myself and, and a small group of people are going to try to do on, on Facebook and other platforms. And the idea is to is to start enlarging this community in the autism world and providing an I guess an alternative community that's centered on well-being and growth, and providing a pathway and self-management for growth. And when you think about that, it doesn't matter if you're high functioning or low functioning. Um, people who have more neurological side, you know, co-occurring things, they should have opportunities as well for as much self-management as they're capable of, right? And we don't know that until we provide that opportunity for them and provide the families with the guidance or way of guiding them through. And it's a pathway. What we provide is more than just a little intervention. It's a path, right, a curriculum, if you will, or a developmental pathway to gradually moving, you know, more and more and more towards self-management, self-guiding, if you will, self-management um, in, in a complex dynamic world. And I think that's the key. We're talking about preparing people to live in a real world, complex dynamic world, 
and to be self-managing in that world and experience your well-being. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.